Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast as we in week 13 of the season. And it's only going to get better from here. Well, not for our Jets. Let's let's get into it. Um, Sharman, I'm going to start this with you. Uh, of course, we know the Jets lost to the Dolphins 23, but what what was the difference that we saw from from Donald from the first quarter to the second and the second half? It seems like Donald was really looking good in the first quarter, and then it just seemed like it all shut down. The same thing that's been going on with the Jets' offense since Gates rode into town. Uh, scripted plays work. They look look like they like there's a coherent offense. And then when teams make adjustments for the way they attack in the Jets, uh, there's no adjustments by the Jets offense, literally um, at all. Um, I think I think uh, Michael Nania of Jets X Factor made, made that point very clear on Twitter where he, he stated about the fact that um, Donald has an issue uh, dealing with man-to-man coverage, and when it's zone coverage, he's he he's at least knows where the ball is supposed to go, and he's able to read and discern where the ball goes. I mean, it's not again, you know, still really bad, but it's not as bad as when he plays against man-to-man defenses, and that's what happened. Uh, um, as soon as the adjustment was made off of zone and Miami played a lot of press and they, you know, <clears throat> you know, he just, just, you know, <laughs> I've lost, I've come, I've come to the point in the jet season where I don't have words to explain what I'm seeing. Um, it makes absolutely no sense because again, like I've been saying over and over again, I never thought this kid could get to this point. I never felt like he was he would be regressing at any point in time as in his just tenure to this point. It speaks to the level of uh, what's the adjective would this to I could use to describe how bad this coaching staff is, offensive coaching staff is. I I, I mean I there's so many of them. It's almost like I have too many and I just can't think of one right now. It's bad. That's It's just bad. And you could say horrible. You could say whatever you want, but it's just totally bad. You can't let your quarterback regress to that point. If he's having issues doing certain things, please accentuate what you know he does well. And unfortunately, they just haven't done a very good job at doing that. Actually, they've done no job of accentuating, accentuating what Donald does best. So there's that. And then there's the circus activity and the, or the clown behavior of our head coach, uh, straight line, you know, uh, you know, I wasn't calling, making, calling the plays when everybody knew you were calling the plays. I mean, I mean, again, this is one of the reasons why we have, the clown or circus atmosphere attached to the Jets every year. You know, you bring in people like this and they constantly uh, show their ass on, on national TV. And we have Trey Wingo and Michael Greenberg and whoever else in the national media making fun of the Jets because of something that's so 
stupid. If you are making the, if you're the one calling the plays, just say you're calling the plays. Why are you lying about it? And then you have to walk it back. A couple conversations after that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, so that's that. I mean, then you're having issues with players in the locker room, and then you'd have you have to have multiple conversations during the week explaining why he. Um, I'm talking about Alex Lewis, of course. <clears throat> him not being uh, active or him not being at practice and this is going to be explained soon. And then there's rumors coming out of him um, having an altercation with, with, uh, or, 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 you know, having words with Gase or having an altercation with the backup quarterback in uh, uh, Flacco and whatever the hell else it is. And to me, there is a, a commonality between all this and it is Adam Gase. Again, I will say, I will keep saying this. I don't think Donald is a bust. I think he was failed because you can't have, the kid has talent. What happened was that they never used it. They wanted to make him into something that he was not. He's not Peyton Manning. So you can't make him, turn him into Peyton Manning. You, he's something else. You know, and then you keep working at making him Peyton Manning makes absolutely no sense. And I don't know what else, man. I mean, of course, there's there's other there's there's positives here that that as Jets fans we could hang on our hat on, but the story goes on, man. Until this season's over, it's going to be the massive failings of Adam Gase as the head coach of the New York Jets. Let's just hope. But at the end of this year, or even now, that the owners, that the Johnsons are seeing it the way we're seeing it, and not, <laughs> you know, and not that, oh, well, he doesn't have a good enough team yet. Oh, we haven't added enough players, you know, like, I, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear at the end of the year, Gase is fired. He didn't do a good enough job, whatever, move on. And then let's hire so-and-so as our next head coach. And this next head coach better not be some guy just fired like he was, let go, and all of a sudden he's going to become a great head coach for us. So that's the one thing I hope that uh, Douglas is working on now where he's got a list of names that he's already got in mind for this job, whether they be head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, guys from college, whatever. I hope he's got a nice list of 10 guys maybe more that he, and he's going to narrow it down to maybe three or four and then start his interviewing process. Because what this was, this was a horrible hire from the beginning. It wasn't even, it wasn't even one at the beginning. We thought, Oh, okay, this is going to work out. You know, this was horrible from the beginning. And then, you know, and, and we were sold that this guy was an offensive guru. I mean, <laughs> I, we still haven't seen that. And we didn't see that in Miami. We didn't see that in Chicago. The only time he was an offensive guru is when he had an unbelievable offense led by Peyton Manning in Denver. And Peyton Manning was probably calling most of the plays in Denver on top of that. So I really don't know what this guy did, <laughs> to be honest, in Denver that made him so good, other than being there <laughs> with Peyton Manning. So the, the thing about Gase is, the, the thing about Gase, I think more than anything else, I think, I think, the the part that we missed more than anything else is the fact that he wasn't able to take um, 
Ryan Tannehill's talents and turned it into what he became when he went to play for the Titans. Um, people, um, people, I think they're pointing out, kind of pointing out the wrong things when they talk about this, that experiment. I think, I think Tannehill was a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But when a, when a good coach gets a good quarterback, what happens is that the, co- the quarterback goes from being maybe he can be good to being good. And he, of course, because you're good, you're not going to be good all the time. You're going to be okay sometimes. And sometimes you're going to be bad. And sometimes you're going to, you know, you never saw, really saw those flashes from Tannehill on the coach's tutelage. And that, what, what I think a lot of Jets fans were saying from jump was that you could, why weren't you be able to extract the talent from this guy, any of it, when you went in, in, in your tenure in Miami and now how are we expecting you to come and take this kid and accentuate what he's, what he's good at if you couldn't do that with Tannehill and, and a lot, and, and they were right. You know, the, the fans that, 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 that were against Gates from jump, they were right. Um, what a lot of us that look at football film and study football pretty closely saw was a potential good play caller or a play designer, at least somebody that could come up with an authentic offense, something new, at least that would, you know, inspire a better, a brand new, you know, uh, uh, generation of Jets football. Unfortunately, this guy is not what we were looking for. It's not only, and, and it wasn't just the fact that he couldn't design plays. I think we weren't having a conversation about the fact that if he was a leader, and unfortunately he's not. And not even, not only he's not a leader, he's the furthest thing from an actual leader of men. And that is where I think he failed the Jets the most. And I think also in just developing the quarterback, you know, he just did not do that. And he came out, you know, today and, and admitted that he has not done a good job developing Sam Donald. Right. And that was basically what he was brought in to do. And the first, the that was, I think, the one thing that they said in the press conference that, or that they were telling us that he was going to become, that he was going to be coming here to develop the quarterback. And that is the number one thing for him to do. And he failed at it. And he's failed everything on the offensive side, not just him. I mean, I don't think he's developed anybody for that matter. So, I mean, I, I can't see him coming back after this year. And that's the only thing I'm praying that the Johnsons are not that stupid that they're going to see him and be like, oh yeah, he, he's, you know, he's still our, co- he'll, he's still our head coach, you know, because he's done nothing. There's no positives whatsoever with him. I can't even say, okay, well, he's done this good or he's done that. I mean, name one positivity out of it, out of these last, whatever, how many games that he's coached us. What, what's the one positive thing you could say about Adam Gase? Nothing. Right. <laughs> so there's nothing that the Johnsons can hang their hat on. And there's no previous history other than the, um, the time in Denver that you could say that he was great or he was good at developing a quarterback. But this is the thing. This is the <laughs> thing about Denver too. Like in my opinion, and this is why I think, again, when you're trying to extract, you know, you almost like 
trying to extract water out of a stone when it comes to Gates, in my opinion, because you're trying to make him, in, him into a coach and he's not a coach. No, I know everybody. I know everybody wants to get the new, the new uh, um, Kyle Shanahan or the new what's his name, the coach for the Rams. Um, I think I think that's what a lot of teams run into. You know, they're trying to create these guys. And the, uh, uh, please remind me the coach's name from from the Rams. What's his name? Um, McVeigh. Rams. Sean McVeigh. People keep forgetting. People act like Sean McVeigh is some dude that just came out of somewhere that was like, oh yeah, he's gonna be the new something. Sean McVeigh is has a legendary story to him, coming up as a co- uh, son's coach and and how people just knew this dude was gonna be something, you know, and they uh, was in awe awe of him for a very long time before somebody gave him a shot. That was not Gacy's story. Somebody literally took him out of obscurity and made him into something that he was not and put him in position to be something. Of course, yeah, there were little shining moments here and there, but literally you couldn't get him to do to be what he can't be or what he wasn't, you know, and that's the and that's the problem, in my opinion. The Johnsons again, you know, with their oh, my friends down the road told me that he's the best option bullshit instead of actually letting football people make decisions. You know, this is why as Jets fans, we all constantly have to sit, you know, waiting, um, twi- um, um, chewing our fingernails every year because we don't know what's the next stupid move they're going to make, you know, though. And, and you know what, maybe I would say probably the best thing that happened is the connection between Gase and Joe Douglas. Because Joe, because bringing if it maybe if Gates wasn't here, Joe Douglas wouldn't end up here, right? Probably that's the only positive positive thing you could say that happened whilst Gates was here. But yeah, let us that's a good one. <laughs> let us let us hope, let us hope that that connection does not also add to the fact that he stays because there is no reason for Adam Gates to stay here, nothing whatsoever. And nothing, you know, nothing at all. And the only reason why he's here, I mean, the only reason why Gase got here was because Peyton Manning put in a phone call there to the owners, right? So he's literally, that's the only connection that he's got, or that's his only in where, because now he people, I would assume the owners are going to look back and say, okay, you did a crap job in, at the Jets. You did a crap job at, with the Bears and you did a crap job with the, with the Dolphins. When you look at their offenses, the you know us, the Bears and the Dolphins, they were all in the bottom half of the league, all of them. So whatever job he did, it wasn't even in the top half of the league. So how is he going to get? I can't see him getting another offensive coordinator job. Forget about head coach. I'm not even thinking that. But I don't even think he's going to get an offensive coordinator job anymore. He's probably going to get some quarterback coach or some crap like that wide receiver coach because there's uh, no way uh, offensive offensive uh court um what they call it uh I, I know what you mean one of those yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah. quality control guy yeah something see, like they, that that's all he yeah. could get that's yep. all he could get because everything else because in reality in reality that to me the way he calls plays and the way he designs plays that's kind of what he is a quality yeah. control guy you know hey um he's play calling 
His play designing actually is really good. And that's one of the things I remember talking to Joe Blewett about when we were going through his Miami film. His play design is very good. I mean, some of the play designs that you see him call at certain points is they're actually outstanding. The problem is being able to call a game is not the same as being able to design a play. Like you could have the best idea of uh, what a play is supposed to look but look like, but the implementation of the play, the timing, when you're supposed to call it, where you're supposed to call it, and for whom you're supposed to call it, that stuff is not him. He does not understand. On in my, that's just my opinion. He just does not understand that part of it. I think. I think that's we a big know. Part of it, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's a massive part of it. I think we we've, we've seen or witnessed who is good at doing stuff like that. I know. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a ridiculously great play designer. He's a ridiculously great play installer and a ridiculously great, <laughs> like it's laughable how he, much he understands his players and which plays work for which player. It's ridiculous how he could, Tyreek Hill, I don't care what anybody tells me. Because Tyreek Hill is fast, that did not mean that Tyreek Hill was going to be a good wide receiver until he met Andy Reid. That makes this is what coaches do. They take the guy, they see the vision of him, and they create for him so that he could see that vision or become that thing that he wants to be because they literally take all the things he has or does well and accentuate it, make it better, which is crazy. Because a guy that could stop on the dime, you would think, or a guy that could run as fast as he can, you would think everybody would be able to turn that dude into a best wide. Name how many guys you know that could run that fast or even close to that fast that has ever become as good as Tyreek Hill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying. Like you, like you would be hard-pressed to find it because most of the time, very fast wide receivers don't become good wide receivers until they run into good coaching. And that's the problem with Adam Gase. Adam Gase does not understand that. He wants his type of guys. I want that kind of running back, and I want that type of tight end, and I want that. Football doesn't work that way. Instead of doing your best with what you got. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Um, now, um, I, I mean, just because we being part of the circus, uh, it just remind me that Matt Roll, uh, Roll had a interview and they asked him what would happen with the Jets uh, and he basically was saying that you know long story short you know, Johnson's wanted to arrange him like you know arrange him with, with the coaches that he just didn't want to do like basically be with he wanted to bring his own guys in and they and it's basically the Johnson's wasn't having it so now that now that there goes the question with with the new coach will, will the Johnson step in the way uh, of that coach Oh, that's 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 the, that's the most important question. So forget that about is, that. We we we're, we're gonna get we'll get back to that after the season <laughs> is over. I just wanted to bring that up. But as for uh for Darnold, let's let's think about let's think about our future real quick. I'm thinking, okay, you got Chicago. That Lord Trubisky had a terrible game. Uh, Foles He's just is, horrible. Yes, and and the Bears need a quarterback. We're thinking about 
we also thinking about Steelers might need a quarterback. We don't know what Ben Roethlisberger future holds. We thinking about a, some some quarterbacks. So there's gonna be a lot of teams who, looking for a quarterback next year. Yep. Yes. A lot of teams. So Col- now we need to think maybe about maybe Colts. Yeah. I I was thinking too. You, you know what? We're not thinking about it, but the Buccaneers. Even if Brady comes back next year, how many more years is he going to play? I think he's only got a two-year deal. You I would mean, say I, it would be it would be smart to uh, bring somebody, yeah, you know, somebody right. in, uh-huh. young behind him. But that, to me, to me, in a position like that, I think I see. Um, I'm starting to go through a little bit of uh, um, watching a little tape of some of those QBs coming out. And I think there's a there's project guys that look very promising that that some of those guys could pick in the second round or early third round um, that they could get. But the teams that Davin mentioned um, earlier, like Chicago and stuff like, I think they need a now guy. They need a guy that is that you could basically in, like put in now and give you a little bit more. You could add Washington, you know, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know where Washington's gonna do next, man. I mean, that's a big question. Mark here, nobody um, here other than Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, down. Um, um, Davin, uh, Chicago. My issue with Chicago is Chicago's issue is more than just their quarterback. They have absolutely nothing at offensive line, so they have to build that. And, and then you know, got Allen Robinson as a free agent, so he's like their main target. And if he yeah. goes, they really got nothing. So Bears are gonna Bears might be yes. looking at a rebuild. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> so so this is the so this is the thing. You, you know, you you have to talk about we have to talk about or get to the point of where um where would be a place where somebody is willing to take the time out to try to revive um, you know, uh I still think Chicago. His career. I, you know who I? Think I don't know. I, 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 no, I, I mean, I don't doubt you at all. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's the perfect situation, like you said. No, I'm, actually, I'm that's, that's like, the one that that's the one that that really intrigues me, because I like the I coach think, more than anything. I think I like the coach. The coach, I think that's a good marriage. That's a good marriage. I think that would be for Donald. That's a good place to go. I think the better position than there. Because mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything with Trubisky, there would be mm-hmm. I would I would think would be the Colts, because you got Frank Reich there, who yeah. helped and develop yeah. Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, and they definitely going to need apparently Philip Rivers is having an, an okay season, a better one than what he had last season with the Chargers, and the Colts yeah. are ready to win. I mean, this team, oh, wow, this team could win this year, let alone next year, but they're ready to win. So I think that's a really good spot because. Is Rivers going to come back next year? Um, it, I think know. it's more about all about the coach's patience. And also you need to, I, I think the, the next question is, is even though we saw the flashes from Darnold, are, are they, are, are they willing to sacrifice um, is to, to know, is he like, a, a re, is he going to regress into a bus or is he going to, be that guy down the line that's gonna that's gonna be something that we saw the last eight games out of the season uh the last two seasons and, right. and Davin and that's the thing Davin and that is why I think the marriage is pretty important and I think both both of the examples you guys pointed out are important in my opinion um I think when it comes to Chicago like I said I like the coach and I like 
what he could do for Donald. Um, and not and you don't get and you have to understand. Um, I think uh, Mitchell. I think Mitchell Trubisky's issues. Um, I don't think that's a coaching issue because I think the play calling is is fine. I think Mitchell Trubisky, for some reason, just the basic part of what was being implemented for him. It's almost like he could not get over that. He can't get over. If you're if you're having issues, or he's the thing with Mitchell Trubisky is that he always has has or had mechanical issues. Now, if I'm trying to teach you mechanical issues and you can't get over that hump, what else can I teach you? I can't teach you the more advanced part if I can't teach if you can't pick up the basics. You understand me? The thing with Donald was that Donald's mechanical issues were there, but they weren't so staggering. They were they were there, but they weren't so staggering. What happened was that they started regressing. Trubisky's mechanical issues, they're what they are. Everybody knew. I think they were being, I think his physical, the physical part of his game was being helped by his coach, coaches play calling. What that's what made him flash a lot, you know, and that's the difference. And on on for Frank Reich, I think again, the example of what he did for Wentz, when Wentz was uh, um, when he was over there was that he literally what probably drove Wentz into having better mechanics because now Wentz's mechanics has gone to the dogs, you know, um, I think multiple, uh, uh um, um, film study, studying people have seen make videos or talk about the fact that he's overstriding and when locking his hips and all that other stuff. You know, that stuff that's QB one-on-one that as a pro, you can't be doing on a day-to-day basis as an NFL pro, you know? So if you go back to a guy that does, that preaches that as a, as a firm thing, hey, listen, this is how it's got to be. Firstly, we have to get your footwork ready uh, on your throwing motion right first before we get to, get to the plays and everything like that and what, to, you know, and what the reads are going to be and all that stuff. Um I think I think both of those examples to me is a, to me a, a pretty good examples. But you also get last but not least, I think um in the in the fact of that matter, I think Chicago really took a, a horrible gamble with the 49ers to move one slot up to get this to get that guy Trubisky. He, they traded at least three picks for just to get this guy, and this guy is it has been nothing but terrible. I have not saw nothing, nothing great out of him. You know, I have not saw nothing, nothing great that had me saying, "Oh, look, look, look at him! Look at my, look, my eyes are flashing!" Like, no, I, I see nothing but below average. And and right now he's looking like a backup quarterback. So if Donald does get traded to uh, Chicago, um, I, I would love to see what they do. Um, get a couple of offensive line guys because they definitely need some offensive line help. Oh. I was and, gonna and say Hassan back Robinson. We'll see what happens. To, to me, the biggest issues when you look at the Bears with Trubisky, and especially with Philly. I know Philly more than when the Bears, but both of those teams, it starts, and for any team really, it starts with the offensive line. Both of those guys are are working behind a horrible offensive line, especially this year. Last year, let's let's look at real quick with Philly last year. Hmm. Their their receivers were decimated with injuries i mean their top three four guys were out they were down literally to one receiver 
in I think it was the Giant game where they're they only went in with three receivers and two guys got hurt. So they were down to one receiver in the game. So, but last year, um, Wentz still got it done last year, even with the limited wide receivers that he had. But the reason why he did last year and not this year is last year, his offensive line was intact for just about the whole year. This year, his offensive line has not been intact at all. He started the year with only the center as their starter and the right tackle, uh, Johnson. And then Johnson got hurt. So right now, Kelsey's the only guy that's the remaining starter on that, that front five. The rest hey, of Chris. the starting guys have been hurt. So, and the guys that have, been re- that have replaced them have been some of the worst linemen. I mean, we've seen bad offensive line play. They are horrendous. And then you could add the play calling, obviously, with Peterson, which is a whole other argument to make. But to me, that's where the biggest issue is with that team and also with the Bears, too. I don't think Trubisky's anywhere near what Wentz is, but he's also regressed the last two years also. I mean, he started off 12-4, and right, his first year. Then he went to 8-8. and Now he's whatever he was. Actually, he was undefeated before last week, but – you could tell he's regressed so much, but then again, look at the offensive line. To me, that's and it, it all starts for a good team or a bad team at the offensive line. You have a good offensive line, you have a really good chance to be successful. And we the seen- issue the issue with that, Chris, is the thing the thing with me and 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 the offensive line. I, I totally understand you having issues at the offensive line. Um, I also also understand that. Um, that if you know you have an issue with offensive line, then your play calling should change, which I don't think has not, there's not a right. lot of adjustments being made per that issue right. that's with Peterson. I, well. I think that's one, that's an issue. But what I'm talking about with Carson Wentz, it's not an offense, it's not something with his offensive line. I think there was always an issue with him, with, with his stride. That's one of the reasons why we always had this, this issue with him always sailing the ball high over the heads of wide receivers. Uh, you remember that, right? That was always a problem. He would always have these throws that you would be like, how? Like, how, how are you throwing the ball that? Well, you lock your hips by striding so long and you can't really, you know, get your hips into the throw. But you we know? could so, see when, when, but at least with Wentz, we've seen him throw the ball well. The last, I would, I would only, the way you're talking about is mostly just this year. Last year, he had the line, but he had no receivers. And just like this year, he's had no receivers to throw to. I mean, he's got guys coming off practice squads. I mean, think about who his number one receivers are now. Yeah, right? dude. And that, even last yeah. year, that's a big What's... issue. You could see they were even talking oh. about it during the games that the that the receivers are not cutting the right way. They're not turning the right way. They're leaving them yeah. out to dry. Yeah, so, they're not running the routes. This yeah, time. so they're, I think... You know, they look like they were asleep half the time. Yeah, I'm I know. Not, I understand I'm not that. Saying, I'm not saying that's not... That's right, not and a, I'm not I'm, saying I'm, Wentz isn't playing bad either. Right. What you're saying, yeah, he's not great. But you know what? We've seen... We, we have evidence of him playing well. When he's got the right receivers with him, when he's got an offensive line protecting for him, and if he's got a good running game, when you in the total package, that guy was he played as an MVP three years ago. The year they won the Super Bowl, he was on target 
to possibly win the Super Bowl. I mean, the uh, the MVP that year. He was that good. Right, and 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 but there, but there's other factors that that are missing. Um, and and I'm sorry, but the fact that Frank Reich is not part of that offensive coaching. Yeah, that is definitely it. To me, that's a big that's a big part in my opinion. You know, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I think the play calling would be totally different. So I think a lot of the offensive struggles this year, on top of the injuries to the offensive line and to the receivers, is also the play calling. And I think that would have changed with Frank Reich being there. Absolutely. I don't think Peterson but maybe he's in over his head with this. I don't know. But but back to but back to our original subject, the fact that um, the reason why speaking about Carson Wentz matters in this situation when we're talking about about Donald is that it kind of mirrors the same issue uh, with Donald. You know, we have seen Donald play well. We have seen him throw the ball very well. We've seen him understand leverage and make throws in tight windows. Uh, the fact that he has regressed is, yes, part of it is offensive line. But uh, last time we looked, our offensive line as the Jets' offensive line has been better. So if the offensive line has been better, and the weapons have gotten better because they've all of a sudden now most of the Jets' weapons are healthy. The only thing that has remained the same is the coaching, which we've known as a subpar, which um, that's a politically correct way of saying they suck. Um, and, you know... It, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's no stuff. there's no running game right and there's no running game and all this other stuff man i mean come on you know um put it put down take donald the point we're trying to make is take donald put him in a position where there is somebody with uh with actually a foundation to build onto him we think he could do something the problem is as the jets the jets organization does not have time to build a quarterback we have to keep growing and we need time as an organization to grow so you need to take a young guy that comes in brand new insert him in he will give you another three years at least of time to build around him to add to the pieces we have already and then that by the another two to three years should be where the when the jets is probably one of the better best teams in the nfl i know it sounds funny, but that's exactly what they're supposed to be working at. Unfortunately, or like everything else that Chris has pointed out and Davin has pointed out and I have pointed out, it sounds like a long shot. Yeah. I mean, and I- the crazy thing is that um the crazy thing is the fact of the matter is that um I'm I I I think I think I think so far Joe Douglas picks uh, other than not seeing uh, Clark and Zuniga, um I think I think it's some progress there. You know, you see Mims. Mims is showing the flashes. Um, we got Quentin Williams that's definitely showing flashes. Uh, you got you got a couple of guys. Hall. You got a you, you got a couple of guys that's young guys that's showing that that passion and them flashes. And we have to keep building from there. But I think I think so far so good. Joe Douglas has showed us that that he can that he can draft and he knows what the hell he's doing. Yes, and that's what and 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 that's what Davin. When you connect what that what you just said, Davin. When you connect connect this with the possibility of us getting 
probably one of the better quarterbacks coming out of college that we've seen in the in the last decade or so. When you connect that to to the possibility of of hit or getting a GM that's on the up and coming, that's actually good at picking players, and the possibility of a coach which is immensely talented wanting to help that marriage or or be become part of that that uh, uh, triangle of success which you would normally need in an organization. I think that's the only thing we have to hang our hat on. That's the only hope as Jets fans that we have. That that Joe Douglas stays here, Gates gets away, we get the number one pick, we get Trevor Lawrence in here. Trevor Lawrence brings a coach that's immensely talented from somewhere. He comes because he wants to coach Trevor Lawrence. And boom, that's that's the only thing we have. Other than that, it's hell. It's hell. Everything, every, everything we could think of is nightmarish. Everything, if the if the, the Johnsons get their grubby hands into this and they mess it up, and we have we have to suffer through another crappy season or two because of their choices. I mean, that's not that's not gonna surprise us at all because it's part of the nightmare. Listen, it's it's pretty easy. All we gotta do is look at what Miami did after they fired Gase, how quickly they recovered. Right. Last year, we all thought, ah, they weren't going to win many games. They're going to be horrible. They're going to go 0 and 16, 1 and 15. And you know what? They had a pretty decent year. They were in every game because of the whole coaching changes that they made after they got rid of Gase. So I think we could do the same thing because we have, I mean, we're t- we were talking about all the negatives on this team, but the defense has, we, I mean, we're seeing it right before our eyes. This defense. It's going to be a pretty good defense if we add a few more pieces to it during the offseason because we got some good building blocks on this team on defense. Offense, that's where, you know, we're going to need more pieces, but we still have pieces to, to build on. So we're not that far away from, yeah, we're far away from the Super Bowl, but I think for being a competitive team next year, I, I think we could definitely be one, but it starts with getting – the right coaching staff in, obviously. And then after that, I think with Joe Douglas, he's going to draft well. I think he's going to hit a big one with the draft because he hit a big this year. You know, he's obviously shown he could do that. Um, and the free agents. There's a couple of free agents that we could pick up that are going to turn this team around. But, you know, it's got it's it's obviously got to be done right. And I'm hoping the Johnsons let Joe Douglas, you know, there have you more go. control. That's going to be the there big thing. But we're not as far off, I think, as people are making us out to be. And this is the thing. The the last thing I'm going to say about this is this, right? I, in, in to be very realistic, Super Bowl might come. What I want from the Jets is to be a solid, terrifying AFC team that everybody coming to New York coming to play, have to understand, oh man, we got to face New York. This is what, this is what we want as a Jets, as a Jets base, like as a Jets fan, that's what I want. I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody else. That's what I want. I want when people talk about the Jets, enough with the butt fumbles, enough with the Sanchez, enough with the crap. Let, man, we don't, Quinn, oh my God, man, you got to face Quinn and Williams. Oh man, we gotta face Trevor Lawrence. Oh man, we gotta face uh, you know, you understand me? Like, this Definitely. is what I want. <laughs> and 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 
the Super Bowl might come after that, but a scary competitive team every year, year in and year out, that's what I want. It's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. And like I said, look how quick it happened with Miami. Miami went from a, a team where we thought we were going to win nothing, competitive, to now this year they're fighting for a playoff spot. I could see us incredibly fighting for a, a playoff you know, spot next year easily. Sorry. <laughs> you fine. But, yeah, um, they the Jets play the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders has been on slouch. They lost – a horrible game to the Falcons. Um, what can you see from this game, and what's the predictions on the score? For me, um, the Ra- the Raiders are one of those teams that they're basically an enigma. Um, the way they pl- they've played against the Chiefs, you would think that they're one of the better teams in the NFL, and then they play other teams, and they look like, you know, like they don't bring it. I don't understand what that is. Is what they're playing down to their opponents. I don't think I think if you're playing down to your opponents, that means you think that you're something more than you are. Um, and they were a little big headed. Probably they smell their own. They smell themselves a little bit. Uh, but don't get that team wrong. They're pre- they're a pretty talented team. Once they stay within what they are, they were a very good running team. I think that's what they are. I think if they're a, if you get into a physical fight with them, I think they could do that. They're very good at that. If they once they stay within that, they're a very scary team to play. So um, I don't see the Jets beating beating the Raiders, man. Um, I think I think that's I think that's what they could do to the Jets. They could try to be physical with the Jets. I think um, um, I don't know how much they could um, run the ball against the Jets and beat them because uh, if anything, the Jets are good at is stopping the run. Um, so I would say I, I but I still think because of uh, um, Henry Ruggs and Nelson and Algala, I think they could still do uh, some th- things uh, to our our corners that uh, that we don't have that much of that um, that they could beat us with. So I think the score, in my opinion, would be like uh, 24-16, Yeah, I, I could see that too. I'm right about there. Maybe Vegas scoring a little bit more. Um, because I think they, they're going to want to bounce back after last week uh, losing. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit more. I'm going to go like 31-17. I just think they're going to score a little bit more on us. Uh, they're going to want to bounce back. You know, they want to – they're dropped down to six and five. They're not in the playoffs right now. So now they're on the outside looking in. Um, so I, I think they're going to want to bounce back a little bit more. So I see 31-17. Uh, Oh Lord! Um, I don't know what type of Donald we're gonna get. <laughs> um, I will play a safe side. I'm gonna say 28 to 10. I will give him one touchdown pass. Um, but if Donald does not throw a touchdown pass this game, at least one. Oh, man, <laughs> man, I, I can I can already see everybody just joking and clowning on him and. I mean, it's not fair to Donald, but at the same time, Lord, just what can you what can you do at this point? It's time to give it up. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's move along real quick. Um, real quick subject. Uh, Josh, Josh Gordon got uh, reinstated. He'll be uh, playing Week 15. 
what can he bring to the uh, Seahawks offense, Chris? Oh, <laughs> another deep threat to add to this team. Uh, you already got DK Metcalf. Uh, if he if he brings anything other than a problem to this team, it's a it's a positive. And uh, we've seen how explosive this team could be. Um, so definitely a plus if he's if he's all there, if he's if he plays, if he if he's not a problem, if he's <laughs> whatever. So uh, I, I it's definitely another another deep threat for this team is not exactly good news for the rest of the NFC, especially in the playoffs. So um, yeah, no, and Seattle's starting to come around defensively too. They're getting better. So this is definitely a big plus for them. Yeah, uh, uh, I think I think I, I will always say first of first and foremost that um, that this this guy needs to get his life together more than he needs football. Uh, but that's that that's just him on the personal side. I don't know the guy personally, so that's as far as I go. Speak on his personal life as a football player. Um, I don't know if he still has that deep speed, but what he could do is catch the ball. And he's because of his size and length, he could all, he could be a huge target for uh, some a quarterback that's already deadly accurate. So, giving a quarterback that's deadly accurate another weapon that he could get a third down with in, when you want to double Metcalf or when you want to double uh, Tyler Lockett just causes issues for anybody else that plays Seattle. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean that it, it's it just it could just be a big plus for them. And last but not least, I think it'll help out, uh, you know, the pressure with, with McCaff. Uh, McCaff having a fantastic season, um, locking, doing his thing. Oh, man, if Josh, if Josh Gordon comes back into the guy he was before, um, he got suspended. And, Lord, three-headed monster. <laughs> Let it begin. The three-headed dragon, I'm going to call it. Um, let that oh, begin. Yeah. <laughs> um, before, before we get into uh, – our review and play of the week. Um, let's let's talk about something very important: the COVID cases. Uh, it's been rising, like literally, <laughs> even for the Ravens game, even for the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, they had to propose, um, delay the game until Wednesday, well, which was yesterday. What what is going what is going on, and and could they try to finish the season out before the playoffs, or or we or or what we might see an earlier playoff? Date. Well, I mean, I, I think they're so close to the end. I mean, they're down to the last five weeks or whatever, four weeks, five weeks. So they just want to get to the end. They just want to get to the Super Bowl and get the game. They want to finish this season out. And, you know, this past week was was really bad with Baltimore. I, I read something or they had something on the news the other day where they've had 86 positive tests for a COVID the last week. So, and we, we see what's going on throughout the country where everything's spiking now because of, you know, and it's probably going to get worse in the next week because of the holiday. But, um, but I, I think they just want to get to the end. So obviously they, they're going to try to minimize it as much as possible. Um, and, um, you know, I think everything is on the table at this point. I don't think they want to get to the bubble uh, where, you know, where all the teams are in one or two spots or three spots. I think they want to do a bubble 
a more local bubble for each team, you know, so where they're going to stay at a hotel and they can only see certain people and they're going to restrict that, you know, I think that's going to be their first step. And then if it gets worse after that, then they're going to obviously have to really, I, I think their only other step would be into a, a team, you know, a bubble where you're going to have maybe four or five teams. I don't think they could do all 32 in one bubble, but um, I, I think they got to be thinking something like that right now. But I think the first step is, is the local bubble, you know, where, you know, they're going to stay at a hotel, the whole team's going to stay at one hotel and they're going to limit their exposure to other people. The problem with that is, is the problem with that. The problem is if somebody does get, does test positive and not test positive, but if somebody gets infected and they're in the hotel, it's going to spread super fast. So that's the one bad point, but the good point, you know, the thing is they don't want to get to that point and hopefully if they limit, you know, exposure to people, then they should be safe. And maybe the last month they could, you know, I hate that, you know, like in the beginning of the year, right? They said, listen, this is what it's going to be. If you could want to opt out, you could opt out. And a lot of players did, you know, good for them. I think they, I don't disrespect them at all, but the players that opted in and said, Hey, you know what? I'm in, I want to, I want to do this year. I want to, you know, I want to try to do whatever I can to support my family, whatever it is. All right. Cause not every player is making $25 million a year, like the quarterbacks are or whoever. So, but my point is they, they opted in. So whatever the NFL throws at them, they're going to have to okay it. They're going to have to be like, yeah, all right. You know what? We, we okayed this, this season. So we're going to have to do it. So the, the players can't really complain if they get put into a bubble like they're like they're going to now they really can't complain because they opted in you know and this and think about here's the other thing on on the other side think about how many people men and women sacrifice a whole year without seeing their family right if they have to go overseas in the armed forces how many of those people are doing that for us and they're doing it for much less unfortunately than what these players are doing it for. These players, if they're gonna to have to sacrifice the next month, two months out of their life, you know, hopefully for them it's gonna be two months because they'll be going into the playoffs. But if it's more than a month or two months, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's for the good of the, the league. You know, you signed up for this, so you can't complain. So if any player, that's why I think the, the Steelers were complaining a little bit. Oh, we gotta wait another day to play. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, come on. These guys are just prima donnas. I don't know. So that's that's the way I feel, feel about it. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I, 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 listen, you, you don't have to apologize, man. Um, having an opinion like that, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, under the circumstances, um, I think I think um, you're right on a lot of levels. Um, I think um, taking the responsibility of 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 protecting your your fellow players and coaches and being careful enough or being mindful enough to wear your mask and wash your hands and all that stuff is some is something that um that uh you know everybody took you know and everybody should be watching you know if if you know if uh if anybody messed up then then you know you get a lot of people sick and that's 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 the end of it you know, and unfortunately, we have certain people among us that don't believe that these things would help, or don't believe in the in the 
virus and all that other stuff. And unfortunately, you know, and you have to deal with that and put other people in harm's way because of that, you know. So, you know, that's that's just the issues we deal with in society, unfortunately. Um, and the NFL is uh, kind of a mirror of ourselves. So anything that goes wrong in society will go wrong in the NFL too. So that, I, I don't think the NFL really wants to do anything with any bubble situation. I think they think that the that what the protocols that they have in place largely, you know, could work if people are responsible, you know, and that's and that's just the issue. That's one of the reasons why all these teams get fined and stuff like that when they do stuff like not wear masks and stuff like that. So if the teams want to finish the season, everybody involved needs to follow the protocols. I think if everybody follow the protocols, I think the NFL season will go up. Will I mean, I of course there are going to be a couple of hitches here and there, but but mostly I think it could it it could be over with. But but uh, but I'm hoping that they're able that everybody uh, with with the especially with what happened between the Steelers and the Ravens, they could re- like literally go through it and and um, you know finish the season. Um, I'm hoping that's that's what happens. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, I think I think Chris, you stole the show with, with, with what you said, so you know I don't got much to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you you good, man. <laughs> uh, week week twelve player of the week. Uh, I'll leave you guys the other guy, but I think um, I got to give the two guys on the Titans, AJ Brown and um. And of course, uh, Derek Henry. I mean, both those guys were just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah Henry and, is in playoff form right now. Oh yeah, and you know what? In Tennessee, bouncing back after they lost those two games in a row. Actually, I think they, they lost three out of four, and then now they've won the last two. So I think they're getting back into sh- playoff shape as well. So I'm gonna pick those two guys. Yeah, I I, I want to give it to one person. I don't think I've I've I've. Uh, um, I've spoken enough about um, about him um, this season. I don't think I've spoken ab- about him at all this season. It's Deshaun Watson. And uh, Deshaun Watson throwing four touchdowns, 318 yards. Um, they lost their coach a few a few weeks ago. And um, he's just he just continues to show you the potential of what he could do um, uh, and what he is. He's probably one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I, I, I applaud that, man. And I, yeah, definitely uh, give him the play of the week. I mean, it'll be too easy to give it to Hill after 200 receiving yards in the first quarter. <laughs> but but, but uh, the one guy that I never thought I'll say his name um, in a big win situation, Kirk Cousins. Um, three touchdown passes, 304 passing yards and a big in a big big tight win against the Panthers. Uh it was it was a much needed. Um it shows that you don't you know that you do that you would like to have Dalvin Cook but Dalvin Cook wasn't having one of his best games and basically, you know, <laughs> that there you go. You got to you got to do what you got to do and win and Kirk Cousins finally stepped up to the plate so he, he deserved it. In the NFC, you know, it's kind of it's kind of still, it's still wide tight. open for that for that yes. last playoff spot. Yes, it's still got, tight. Like, yeah, you still got four teams that are battling for that one spot. 
you know, so it's, it's not out of the realm to see Minnesota in the playoffs this year, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Because yeah. if, because if Dalvin cook um, could be Dalvin cook, yeah, they'll be one of the teams you really don't want to face going down oh, yeah. going before the, before the end of the season. Definitely. Yeah. Def- that's definitely true. Um, let's, let's review our two week 12 uh, games. Um, just like uh, Charmin gave Deshaun Watson player of the week, uh, 41-25 against the Lions. Yeah, like you just said, Deshaun, he had a, he had a great game, and the Lions, they just, it was just an ugly game offensively for them, defensively too. You know, it's 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 sad, but Detroit is is once once again they're probably going to have to rebuild and you know new new head coach next year. Um, it's 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 sad, you know. Like we, we talk about our team being bad, but I, I think Detroit's the worst franchise, worst run franchise in NFL history. Just horrible. I mean, they've just been horrible, and they're gonna have to go through it again. And you know what the crazy, crazy and sad thing is, is that Will Fuller is suspended for the rest of the season, and he had a wonderful game, 171 receiving yards, two touchdown catches, and he's going healthy too. Yes. Maybe this is why. <laughs> I don't want to make a joke about it. Oh, <laughs> oh Chris. Didn't think he was going to go there, bro. Uh, and the, the corner, too. The starting corner is, is uh, suspended, too. Yes. For the rest yeah, of the Bradley season. Roby, yeah. The same guy? I don't know. <laughs> no, but you um, know when you're a professional, you know what? Stick with the whatever the team gives you. They're giving you the best possible stuff, I would assume, because they want you to play your best. I mean... Just stick with the stuff that they give you, you know. Play it safe. I don't know. This is this is the this is the thing. I mean, I mean, we know athletes always try to push the envelope, you know, especially when it comes to you know they're they're trying to uh, they're competing against the best, so they always want to be the best and do the best, you know. Um, you know, I I just I don't know, man. I I don't want to I don't want to blame the guy for that for that, but. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely will. Uh, Washington dominated the Cowboys. Ooh. Like, defense has really dominated them 41-16. Dallas is in bad shape, man. And to lose that game, that to, to lose the Thanksgiving Day game, at you know, obviously at home, and then to Washington, ooh, that's horrible. And to get humiliated, too, no less. I mean, Dallas is just playing awful. So, Washington hmm. might win that division. <laughs> Them are the Giants, I think, are the favorites right now. Yeah, the Giants have, in my opinion, but now that Daniel Jones is out, yeah, is going to be out for a couple of games. I don't know, but um, or if he's going to be out, they're going to have an issue. If he's able to play, I think I think you've seen a small amount of growth from him. That that incremental growth from Daniel Jones that could that because they're playing so well on defense, that team could actually take a leap, a leap into that. But yeah, um, to the Cowboys, man, I mean, the choice, especially that play call there to, yeah, even if that, that, uh, the special teams coach, oh my God, that was a horrible play call. I mean, on national TV, everybody watching, yeah, that was bad. That, that was bad, Cowboys. I don't know what you got, man. Here's a quick question for you guys. With how bad this season's gone, and let's say if it keeps going the way it is, is McCarthy gone after this year, or do you think he's going to come back? 
They'll give him. They'll give him one more year, but he. But he gonna have to make some coaching, coaching staff adjustments. It's Jerry Jones. He ain't going nowhere. You think Jerry Jones is gonna admit right now that he's wrong? <laughs> okay. I'll tell you one thing: the offensive coordinator should go. Mm, I think the defensive coordinator should too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> start, start, start fresh. Yep. You know. But but also uh shout out to uh McLaurin uh for what's the name for that tackle. <laughs> yeah, he did, uh, he hustle, did a DK hustle is the new thing. Yeah, <laughs> hustle is the new thing. I mean it does not it does not come close to what, what Metcalf did because Metcalf ran literally a whole football field to catch the, that guy, but the doubt, but um, I mean that that's the that's that, what coaches, that kind that kind of saved them for to, to be yeah, honest with you. That that's true, you're right. You're right. If if they if they had scored a touchdown there, yeah, they might have won that game. You're right. You're right. It was a hell of a play. So that was a, that was a good that was a good that was a good hustle. Um, uh, Raiders. Uh, Mr. John Gruden, Chucky got got humiliated by the Falcons, forty three to six. You know what? We 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 joked around about Carr. You know, having a you know bad game, and he's been playing great all year. He's almost due for a bad game. I guess this was it. Uh, what do you have? Three, three fumbles, uh, an interception, uh, just wow. all. <laughs> so, wow. so of course, look who's, look who's going to, who he's going to play next to kind of bounce back and get better. So, yeah. <laughs> mm. Terrible. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing like the Jets, uh, the Jets coming into town to make you look good, right? Yep. And just think, man, Falcons. <laughs> The Falcons look how many. I mean, they've they've been great since they fired Quinn, and they're. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they're literally only two games out of a playoff spot right now. That's wow. crazy. When you think that's, about that's it, that is. I mean, they're, yep. they're not making it, but you know what? To be that close after going, what they start? Zero and five, right? What was zero and six? I think it was. I think it was one and four. One, okay. Yeah, yeah something I know like they that. had one win. They had one yeah, win. Yeah, they had one win. Yes. Yep. That's true. It was, it was one of them. So, but but shout out to the Falcons for making that adjustment. Yeah. Shout out to them. Um, Bills, um, Bills, uh, Bills defense crushed Herbert's uh, offense, twenty-seven to seventeen. Yep. Bills are definitely one of the elite teams in that that conference right now. Yeah, I, I think they defense did a good job against Herbert. Yep. Um, they they got the job done. So. Shout out Buffalo. They they eight and three, and they have to they have to keep it going. Yeah, um, that the 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 Bills are still they're on they're playing okay, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, you know, you're 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 thinking that if you're gonna be winning a division, you could be have a little bit more oomph to you. And I think uh, I think something that we've been talking about for the season, talking about the fact that they can't. They haven't been able to run the ball really well. I think that's what's missing in their game. I think if for some, if they go back to being a, a better running game or having a better running game, they're uh, I think they would be a better team at this point. And I, that might I think, be the downfall in the playoffs because you need yeah. to run the ball, especially in Buffalo, in the playoffs. Any of those Northeast games, you know, they're going to need to run the ball. So yes, yes. you're definitely right. Um, yeah. Ingram, best game as a giant. One of the best games as a giant. Beat the Bengals in a close game, nineteen to seventeen. I think they're lucky Burrow wasn't there for that game because uh, maybe Cincinnati pulls that one out. 
That was an ugly mm. game uh, for the Giants offense without Jones. Um, even with Jones, they weren't doing that great either. But that's why this year, this week is going to be tough with uh, McCoy as their quarterback. But yeah, the, the 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 one the one thing, like I said before, that's the to me that's that's that you could see that's good in Giants land is their defense. It, it seems like they're just relentless, uh, even where you know, and you could see a lot of talent shining. Uh, Mr. Uh, remember, um, ex jet, uh, big cat is, is he's playing really well over there. Yeah, I think, I think he has something like eight sacks. Yeah, you know, I mean, so, so they're, they're you know, they're, they're, they're playing okay, man. Like you said, they're, they just don't have enough. The offense don't, do, does not play complementary football enough. Uh, uh, so, so there's that issue, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, somewhere down the line. Um, they get better, you know, offensively, especially Jones. But um, yeah, that's all they got is defense right now. All right, you got you got Derrick Henry playoff format. Titans dominated the Colts, forty-five twenty-six. Very impressive win for Tennessee, especially two weeks ago they lost to the Colts at home. So now they win, you know, in in uh, Indy, and uh, then they take over first place in their division. So. That was a very impressive win for Tennessee. Yeah, great win by Tennessee. But, yeah, that's the team that we saw last year that made that run in the in the playoffs. If they if they could bring that same moxie um, into most of their games, it'll, it'll be ha- hard to beat. You know, that that's the thing. That's the thing with that team. Um, you give them a chance to run the ball like that, they will they, they'll just drown you out. Yeah, so they definitely back. Uh, Tannehill's not back into his format yet, but Derrick Henry is definitely impressive as always. Uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, close one against the Panthers, very close, twenty-eight twenty-seven. Yeah, it was a what do you call it? BB dropped that that punt late in the game that gave the ball back to Carolina, and then Carolina couldn't score. Yep. to really end the game. And then they gave the ball back to Minnesota. And like you were saying before, Cousins, man, he's he had a great game. This is one of his good games. Yeah, one he'll do that game. to you. Yeah, He'll do that to you. Two, three times a year, he'll show, he'll show <laughs> you that. He, three times a year. You know, that's it. That's, <laughs> come on, man. He, no, you're right. This, that's what he does. He's, he's consistently inconsistent. <laughs> You know that's what that's what that's what he is. You know, unfortunately, but um, but also you after Carolina started hot, uh, you see you're starting to see the 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 leaks in the dam, you know, here and there. You know, like we knew that they weren't they they couldn't be that good, man. You know, you you changed they changed everything. They literally fired every coach, brought all new coaching staffs in almost let go almost of all every player and brought almost every brand new players from everywhere around the NFL and from the draft that yeah. you can't build a good you can't build a great team in under a year no it's impossible so the fact that they were they were in games early in the season and they've won four games already to me, that's to me, that's uh, um, that's pretty good, man. So, so now you're starting to see weaknesses here and there. I think that that you know, eventually in the NFL, man, I don't care how how much 
you know, you, you say how good you are, you have to uh, pay the piper. And I think it's time for them to pay, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Bill Belichick, never, never quitting Patriots. Beating the Cardinals in a close game, twenty to seventeen. Damn yeah. zombies! <laughs> they just keep they're staying around, staying around. And you know what? In Arizona, you know they're they're right on the edge of not being in the playoffs. So they're gonna have to start winning some games here. They dropped to six and five. Like I was saying, Minnesota. You got Minnesota, Chicago, San Fran are only a game behind of the playoffs right now, behind Arizona. Tell me a team. Tell me a team that's missing their best player more than Arizona. Arizona's best player is Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones got injured. When was that? A few a few games. What? Four or five games back. Yeah. And since he's gone, they they haven't been able to really dial up a pass rush. And 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 because they can't, they had to kind of uh, convert into this other type of defense that they're playing now. They can't really play what they were built for. You could see teams take take advantage of them. You know, I think they're really missing their, their pass rusher, man. They and on offense, I think people are taking advantage of the weaknesses of the of Murray, and um, it's it's going to be fun to see what Murray and his coach could come up with to counter what teams are doing to stop them right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely right, uh, man. We got the impressive Jaguars close to beating the Browns, but the Browns have won 27 to 25. The impressive Jaguars or the unimpressive Browns? Hey, it's both of them. I tell you what, without without the running backs, Chubb and uh, Hunt, the Browns would be nowhere right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield is so like, ugh. I mean, that offensive line, we were talking about how important the offensive line is. Just look at the Browns. Imagine they didn't have a good offensive line. Woo. They would be done. <laughs> They'd be playing it, with us. It would be us. It would <laughs> be, us. be us. Exactly. Yeah. They, so. they, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And the fact that Baker Mayfield is not doing more with what he has, as, again, it just – one of the – I point. I think I pointed out last week, they got – Hooper, the tight end, to come over from Atlanta. And I always thought the tight end is the quarterback's best friend, right? Should be. And Hooper has not performed at all. And I think that's a, to me, that's that's a direct picture into what's going on in that offense. If you can't hit your your tight end as a quarterback, man, listen, you're having problems. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, very true. Uh, and then what we got? Oh gosh, this is this is the worst case scenario. The quarterbackless Bronco Broncos has gotten dominated by the Saints, thirty-one to three. Yeah, this was. I I didn't think it was right. I thought they should have delayed the game like they did with Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but I guess this is the league kind of slapping the Broncos on the wrist for not following protocol with wearing the masks and stuff like that. So. I mean, but it just—that's just awful to put the, a team in that position where all their whole quarterback room is out. You know, I, I just thought that was wrong. But you know what? This the game went as as exactly the way we thought it would be. You know, Saints easily winning because the Broncos had no quarterback basically. 
So, you know, yeah. give that kid a, a chance. Give him a lot of credit just for playing. Um, the fact that he showed up in an NFL game and looked partially confident enough to kind of get away with it. Yeah, they only had be, one, one uh, completion, but... I don't what? care. If it was me, I'd be running for my life the whole game. Right, and that's basically <laughs> what he was doing. <laughs> well, well, he looked a little bit more confident than I would, I'm telling you that. Man. And, and, you know, it was, to, in my opinion, even if he did not play, have an impressive game, I think the fact that he, he looked like at least he tried to, you know, even if he, he was lost, you know, it, in my opinion, I kudos to him, man. You know, you, you're a wide receiver and all of a sudden they're calling you and they're like, hey, can you play quarterback? I'm like, man, I haven't played quarterback since. What the, what are you asking me to do? And right. hey, man, good, uh, good, good on the kid. I mean, even if he feels like they didn't do too well, like, you know, I applaud him for doing, getting away with it, at least unscathed. <laughs> yeah, very true. Oh man, you got you got the 49ers impressive win against the Rams, twenty three to twenty. Definitely upset of the week, for sure. I don't think any none of us seen this one coming. So nope. Good for the 49ers, you know. Um, they're right back in the playoffs. Like I said, they're only a game out right now, behind Arizona. So anything could happen now in the NFC with those four teams. will. I will tell you one thing. I don't think that means um, the 49ers are back in anything. I think the 49ers still have the issues that they have. I think the I just think the 49ers match up really well with 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 uh, with the um, they just match up really well with the Rams. If you guys remember the first time they played, that was the same thing. It was literally Sorry them outfits. I think it was it literally was the the Rams the um San Francisco out physically playing the the um the the Rams and it was the same issue again. I think this is just a horrible matchup for the Rams because I don't think the Rams are that bad of a team. Do you guys think the Rams are that bad? No. No. I, I think it's just one of those weeks, you know, one of those bad weeks that Yeah, they, they, they when they play Yeah, when they play but the only team they look that bad against is the is the the 49ers for some reason. It's just a horrible matchup for them. I think I think the way they play defense and the way the 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 49ers like to play offense is just a horrible match. It's just simple as that in my opinion. You know, I don't think but I don't I don't think there's other teams in the league that could run over the 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 Rams like that. I I don't think so at all. But at the, at the same time, it was a it was a division game. That's a must needed win, especially in this division. Yeah, you know what, and the and it and it kind of shows that we, I remember uh, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. The Rams are built around that running game, and if they can't run the ball, Goff is not going to Goff is not going to kill you, especially when you get into the playoffs. They need to run the ball to win, and the 49ers basically shut down that running game except for one uh, long carry by uh, Acres, where he gained 61 yards. Other than that, they basically shut them down. And Goff didn't do much. He didn't throw a touchdown, threw two picks. So that's a, that to me is where the problem with the Rams is. You stop the run, you're, you're going to stop that team. Agreed. Yeah. And definitely agree. And the DC from the 49ers, he's definitely going to get some interviews for a head coach this year. Right. Uh, Salah. Yes, he will. 
Yeah, Salah. Yeah. Salah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, the Buccaneers almost came back and beat Tariq Hill's big performance. Chiefs. The Chiefs has won twenty-seven to twenty-four in the tight game. Early on, it looked like it was going to be a blowout too, but the Bucks fought back. Um, and this was uh, definitely an, a much-needed bye week for them, for the Bucks, because they need to straighten up and make a run here for the playoffs. Yeah, they need to figure out what their relationship quarterback and coaches or whatever the hell it is. But I think a lot of people are making a lot of a lot about this. I think this is the first year of that of um, of a, a team together. I think I think nobody or none of those guys had ever played with Tom Brady before. I don't care how much you heard of about him or see him on TV. He's in your locker room right now when you're dealing with him on a play to play basis. That's a total different thing. Um, Tom Brady being first for the first time in his life being coached the way he's being coached, especially with the, the calling out in public, his coach calling him out in public, something that he'd never dealt with in the NFL before. Um, I think that's something he has to deal with. I think uh, the wide receivers getting called out when they route, run, run wrong routes and they run, put themselves in position. It's something they'd never been done, never seen done before. So, there's a lot of things that they have to get accustomed to. And I think you could see the growing pains there for them on offense. I think, I think the same thing on defense. I think Todd Bowles has a very talented DB room, but they're very young and people could take advantage of them. And, 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 um, and that's just what happens when you have young players. Um, you try to put them in the best position. I don't think him putting that kid against Eric Hill in the first quarter uh, uh, man to man was the smartest thing to do nope. into the tune of 200 and something yards in a quarter but uh, to show you how much I don't know if you could say that when he made adjustments it changed because I but I would say that Tyreek Hill just got tired running so running low that's why he didn't have that many yards again right. for the rest of the game <laughs> but yeah man yeah. That, it is what it is yes it is and then you got Packers dominated the Bears 41-25. Yeah, Bears couldn't do nothing against them defensively. And um, Trubisky, you know, you could see he was rusty early on. He kind of came on in the second half a little bit. But um, that, that offensive line, we were talking about it earlier, how awful it is. Um, and the Bears defense couldn't, could not stop the Packers in that game at all. So. Yeah, and that's one of the best. That was one of their worst games as a yeah. defense. Um, yeah, but when you have your offense not helping you again, complimentary right. football, man. As good as uh, um, this is not the years of the Ravens defenses and stuff like that. If your offense can't play, you you as a defense, you're gonna be you're gonna have issues. We got the Seahawks in an ugly game beating the Eagles, twenty three seventeen. Well, we talked about how bad the uh, the Eagles are with with Wentz and. Ugh. But the Seahawks are starting to impress me defensively now. I mean, I know it was just Philly, but they seem like they're getting their act together defensively. So I think they're a different team than we've seen a few weeks ago where we were worried about their defense. But uh, they look like they're starting to come around a little more. The addition of, uh, what's his name, uh, Dunlop has definitely uh, been big. Um, but uh, Eagles are in bad shape, and they're not getting any better. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think Seattle. I think coming around for Seattle is is uh, 
it's going to be crazy because they're, they're literally on pace to be probably the worst defensive team in the NFL history, which when it comes to giving up yards. So I don't know how much you could come around from that. Um, but um, it only go up. <laughs> it <laughs> definitely. Definitely. You're right, bro. They look you better know, than but, what they, what they were. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that might be because of how bad Philly is on offense. Uh, we will see, uh, we will see in the next coming weeks if that was true, if that, what is true. But um, on offense, Seattle is Seattle. They are what they are, man. They they could overcome a lot. Um, I think the return of uh, that running back, uh, the, um, I think that's going to help a lot too. Carson, oh, Carson and Hyde, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, the, their returns of the healthy running back is going to help a lot. Of what they're going to be, but defensively, yeah, that's going to be the big question mark. Right, not agree to it. And then last but not least, another ugly, ugly game for the Steelers, 19-14 against the Ravens. I, I was saying it before we started with uh, Davin. I was like, looking at the Steelers week in and week out, they're 11-0, so I'm not saying they're not great, but they just, they're not as impressive as I thought they would be. You know, this should have been a lot worse. You had RG3 starting the game you know, and with all the COVID issues with, with Baltimore, you would have thought Pittsburgh was going to be, this was going to be a more convincing victory, but um, it's, it's strange. I don't know. Pittsburgh's 11 and 0, but they're just like not as impressive as I was expecting them to be. This year. Yeah. They don't, they don't look nothing like an 11 and 0 team. Yes. I no. understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and now with, with Bud Dupree going down with an ACL tear, uh, that might be a little bit more apparent in other games. Um, the, to me, to me, um, I will give, I will give them the benefit of the doubt in this game because of all the going on with the, what's going on with the COVID and everything and the way they had to play that game under the circumstances, but they would have to raise their game because I don't think they're in the class of the, um, the Kansas city chiefs as yet, even if they've won more games, I think, I think they need to raise this, this, their game to get to that level. Yeah, um, we'll see what the Stoles is about <laughs> as these last few weeks come in because I don't see them if they keep playing like the way how they're playing, I don't see them uh, going to no Super Bowl like that. <laughs> no. Um, before we get into the week 13 games, uh, predictions, uh, Chris, you got the updated wins for us, yeah. Um, well, this week, um, I won the week with 10 wins, Charmin had nine. And Davin had eight. This guy so, always winning the week games by. <laughs> so it came by up one. to now the standings are I'm up at 118, then followed by Sharman at 116, and Davin's at 105 right now. Okay. That's I'm getting no better than that, I guess. Um, so we got our first game. We got Saints against the Falcons. I'm going to go Saints. Yeah, I'm going to go with Saints, too. The defense is playing great. Yep. I'm, I'm going to pick the Falcons. This will be this will be the, the this will be the game that uh they'll lose. I don't know what Taysom Hill is going to is going to be about. Um, Falcons has been playing great. Um, I'm going to get the Falcons this okay. one. Uh, Lions against the Bears. <laughs> I, I'm going you got to go Bears, I guess. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, 
yeah, I'm going to build bears. Uh, one team doesn't play defense, one plays defense. One team <laughs> plays offense and the other team doesn't play offense. Oh, holy crap. Uh, I'll just go bears. Uh, I'm going against Trubisky. I'll go against the Lions. Uh, I'll go with the Lions. Sorry, not against. I'll go with the Lions. Um, no more, no more Patriots of the NFC. Uh, smart remarks. <laughs> uh, I think they'll, I think they'll get the get the win. Um, Chicago and quarterback situation is too terrible to call it. Um, Browns against. Got to be Titans, man. They're on a roll, right? I mean, Browns are on a roll too, but Titans are just a better team, so. Plus at home, I'm gonna take Tennessee. Yeah, I'm take Tennessee too, man. It's that time of year where they show up, so I'm gonna take Tennessee. Titans. You know, I go against the Browns every week, so I go. I'm going with the Titans. Um, you got the Bengals against the Dolphins. Man, without Burrow, I don't think the Bengals got a shot against anybody. So I'm gonna go with Miami. Yeah, you gotta go with the Dolphins on this yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> you got the Jaguars against the Vikings. Gotta go with Minnesota. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to the Jaguars. Minnesota yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> the reason why I keep picking uh, the Jaguars yeah. is because they gotta win another game. If we're gonna be picking Trevor Lawrence, and I'm trying to wheel them. To win another game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> Possible. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the the Vikings are Vikings been hot. So hopefully they'll they'll do the five hundred again. So we'll just we'll see. Um Colts against the Texans. I, I gotta take you still gotta take the Colts. I mean I know the Texans have been playing better, but gotta take the Colts. Yeah, no Will Fuller. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Texans, but, yeah, I'm, I'll go with Colts as well. Me too, Colts. Mm. Uh, uh, one of the games of the week, Rams against the Cardinals. There you go. Oof, that's going to be a tough Man. one. Yep. I'm going to go – I'm going to say the – I'm going to say the Rams are going to bounce back. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I'll see the Rams bounce back. This is a must win for Kyle and Murphy and them, so I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Um, You got the Giants against the Seahawks. Seattle, no no Jones. It's got to be Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle. Uh, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, I'll pick Seattle on this one. Uh, Eagles against the Packers. Green Bay. Yeah, Packers. Shot. Yeah, Packers, Packers too. Yep. Patriots against the Chargers. This should be a good one. Um, yep. Chargers always find a way to lose. I, I, I think the. Ugh. I, I'm going to go the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to go with Patriots too because there's there's something fundamentally wrong with the way they 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 manage their games. Uh, especially they, when it comes down to close games, I think their coaching, uh, their coaches have failed them in that in that regard. So I'll I'll, I'll stay with the, the better coaching Patriots. I think if I, I think if they stick with Anthony Lynn, it's going to be not going to be a good thing for the Chargers. As much as I like the guy, I just don't think he's the right guy for them. Mm. You might be right on that. 
Interesting. I like yeah, him too. I, yeah, I picked the Pats. Um, Broncos against the Chiefs. <laughs> Are we really picking this one? <laughs> no. This is gonna be this is gonna Chiefs. be a more competitive game than we think, though, because I think the Broncos defense is very respectable. Um, but it's still the Chiefs, so it's the Chiefs. <laughs> I picked the yeah. Chiefs. Not to say after the uh, <laughs> oof, <laughs> after the remarks of same on you quarterbacks uh, <laughs> to the Broncos, I don't think the Broncos are gonna be winning nothing no time soon. Um, you got Washington Monday night games. You got Washington against the Steelers. Gotta go Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't think that's the game they're gonna lose. <laughs> no, I don't I, think I, so. Either. Actually, you know what? Washington been a little hot. I'm, I'm actually gonna pick Washington. Wow! Wow! Okay. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna. I, I, I hate to say that, but Alex Smith has been doing okay. The defense has been doing good enough. I this is got this is gonna be the game Pittsburgh lose. I don't, I don't know why Pittsburgh has not been. They 11 and 0, but they haven't been impressive enough for me to just. Jump on the limb, so I, I'm I'm gonna go with Washington, one of my gamble picks. Um, Bills against the 49ers. Sheesh. Uh, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. I just think Buffalo is the better team. Um. Oh man, uh, Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Uh. This, this is, is gonna be tough. This is yeah, tough. Yeah, this is this is tough. Yeah. Is actually, still out of the. I'll go. I'll go now. with Buffalo. I'll go with Buffalo. Forty uh, nine is a five and six, which I'm shocked at, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen got to get this shit together again, and there it goes. Uh, and last but not least, the Cowboys against the Ravens. Gotta be Ravens. I can't see them losing to the Cowboys. Yeah. Neither do I. Ravens. Lamar Jackson should be back. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with the Ravens. Even if they got RG3, uh, I'm still picking the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. Leave us some feedback. We do this for y'all every week. Until next time, we take a flight. Take flight.